sees a run on the left side of Harrison, sees also Bamford in the penalty area. Oh, great finish! Terrific finish from Patrick Bamford. Welcome to episode four of the official Leeds United podcast. Uh, we're joined once again by uh, Jermaine Beckford. You're right, Jermaine just finished his lunch there. Sweet as a nut, girl. Sweet as a nut. How are you? <laughs> very well, thank <laughs> you. How are you, Matthew Lewis? Uh, I'm, I'm very well, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. And you've got a, a little co-host with you there as well, haven't you? Who's this? I have, yeah. This is Luke. Oh, hello, Luke. For anyone who can't see this, but who's listening, Luke is a, what, is he a... A teacup poodle. He's, he's a t- he, 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 was, he was supposed to. He's a dog. Um, he was supposed to be a toy poodle, but he's uh, he's too big. So I think he's oh. a miniature. I got ripped off. I tried to take him back, but they won't have him. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Obviously, Luke, you are a welcome fifth edition. And Patrick Bamford joins us once again. Hiya, Patrick. You're right. Go, Pat. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best reception I've had all year. <laughs> How are you, Patrick? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm very good. Thank you. Yourself? Good. Uh, very well, thank you. Um, now, just to be clear, no one's going to talk about dead rabbits, are they, before we move forward? No, no dead rabbits this week. <laughs> thank goodness for that. Flipping it. Now then, as anyone who's been a listener from the start will know, we only have one rule on this podcast. We just talk about the league, don't we, lads? I don't know why I felt the need to bring that up. (laughs) Now, Patrick, we don't want to dwell on the result at the weekend. But one thing, though, in the last episode, you did say that you didn't think that you'd scored in the FA Cup. Now, a listener called Tom Wilson has been in touch to say they think you have. One for MK Dons and one for Middlesbrough. So we've had a little dig and you equalised for MK Dons against Wigan in the third round and scored against Man City, who were then Premier League champions, when Borough knocked them oh. out in the fourth round. So you were doing oh, yourself yeah, down lovely. there, Patrick. Honestly, I don't know how I forgot that. Because <laughs> oh <my laughs> one of my friends is from Middlesbrough, he's a Middlesbrough fan. He messaged me after he'd listened to the pod. He was like, are you joking? How have you forgotten that day? And to be fair, it was it was more of a tackle. I don't know if you've seen the goal, but I kind of tackled it into the goal, but still. Hey, they all count, mate. Yeah, they all count. You're right. Credit where it's due, Patrick. Now, loads of you have been sending in your questions using hashtag LUFCpod. So thank you very much for that. Pete Stone's going to touch to say he'd love to get Pat's view on going into management or coaching after working with Marcelo Bielsa. Um, Would I do it? I think that it, he's brought on kind of that side of my game in terms of tactically becoming a lot more aware. But I think after football, you give so much time like going into to hotels and stuff. I don't know. I'm undecided whether I'd want to be a manager. I think I'd do something. To do, I'd quite like to do what Jermaine does, something to do with punditry. But I don't know about management yet. Listen, we're, we're mates and you're trying to take my job. It's like what I'm trying to do with Matty. Yeah. <laughs> I keep trying to get an audition and he's just pieing me. I was just giving you some warning. <laughs> so you so you can be an actor, Bex. Patrick can be a pundit and I'll be a really bad footballer. I guess we could just do a big loop like that. Yay. Pat is not a really bad footballer. What are you talking about? No, he's great. I'm terrible. <laughs> well, I, t- I tell you what, on that note, Mr. Statman's here. Look at this. You like this, Pat. You might have seen this already. Non-penalty expected goals. Look who's, not, look who's top of that. Oh, yeah, I did see that decent, this morning, actually. Eh? Look who's top of that <laughs> yeah, list. That's a decent list as well. Read it out. Read it out. Okay. So we've got a list of the top the top six in Europe. 
Lewandowski, Erling Haaland, Lionel Messi, Kylian Mbappe, Lukaku and Bamford. Yes, that's a Number wicked one. list to top, Number mate. One. Unbelievable. Mate, your check's in the post, mate. Your check's in the post. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me that picture before we came on. <laughs> yeah, make sure you mention this, Len. <laughs> right then, Patrick. Uh, Jay, otherwise known as Grumpy Dad 182 asks... Uh, is Alioski actually from this planet? <laughs> <laughs> the, the simple answer is no, but he's, it's hard. I don't think we've got enough time to actually like talk about him because he's actually... <laughs> what do we do? He's, honestly, he's nuts. You know the, the Alioski that we see that is nuts? Is he like that like in the changing room at training and stuff like that? Yeah, all the time. It's like he's, you know, like a kid who's had sugar and all of a sudden they're having a mad <laughs> half hour. He's like that, but all the time. And we, when, we, uh, when we got promoted and went on holiday to Ibiza all together, um, that was the first time we kind of saw him together with his, um, with his missus and thought, oh, maybe he'll be a little bit more calm. <laughs> exactly the same, like an absolute <laughs> nutcase. But he's the same with everyone's kids as well. So say any of the lads bring in their kids to training, like they're just in whilst they're, they're waiting around or whatever. Alioski makes such a fuss. He'll grab the kids and like pretend to bite them. And everything. Like he's actually crazy. Like he's so weird, but the kids love it. Who has to bunk with him when you go away? Oh yeah, you get your own room, thankfully. Oh, thank God for that. I've been yeah. there, it? He sounds like the worst roommate ever. Yeah, he's one of them guys that when he's on your team, you're like, you're so happy he's on your team, even though sometimes you look at him and think, what, what on earth are you doing? But if he was on the opposition team, you'd hate it. He just winds people up. He's always talking. Doing just, it's oh, just annoying. If, if you're not his teammate, you do your head in. What's the maddest thing you've seen him do? The maddest thing? Um, I don't know. He's got like, <laughs> you'll have seen it on Twitter. I'm sure there was a meme where he's just sat in the pool making like a high-pitched noise. And he got edited onto some song. <laughs> he does that all the time. And then he's got like a ritual every, every um, game, whether it's home or away, when he's in the dugout. He like gets the dugout and he shakes it so it looks like it's going to break. And every time the security at an away game shouts at him and says, stop doing that. And then G proper goes back at him aggressively as well. <laughs> Honestly, it's just, it's hard to actually describe what he's actually like. But There's just no filter with him. No, zero filter. I get the feeling like you, you love him for it though, don't you? Yeah, he's brilliant. That's what I mean. In your team, he's fantastic. He brings, he's great energy. He, he kind of ups the atmosphere and... Um, he is good for the team. It's just, you sometimes scratch your head wondering what, what was going through his head. <laughs> <laughs> when is this going to end? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right then. Next question is from, uh, oh, it's from Jay as well. Um, this says, who would you rather have as a strike partner? Bex or Becchio? I mean, this is from Jay. Are you sure this isn't you, Jermaine? <laughs> yeah, I'm not grumpy. this guy? <laughs> uh, I'd have to say... Um, Jermaine I actually haven't you don't have I haven't, to say I can't that. remember you don't, you, you don't have to say Jermaine just because he's sat there <laughs> no but I can't actually remember Becchio that much <laughs> no seriously I can't remember Becchio that much I remember Jermaine mainly from his time I think I watched you a couple of times at Leeds when you played against Forest was it would it been yeah. when Forest were in League One yeah 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 yeah. Was it, yeah yeah so I remember watching yeah we taught him a lesson then, just saying <laughs> Obviously, when, when he was at Everton as well, I remember him. So I'm gonna. I think a little bit of pace would compliment me nicely. I agree. I completely concur. Hundred <laughs> percent. Thought you'd like. Great that. choice. <laughs> you can yes. have the number nine. I'll have eight plus one. There you are. <laughs> 
we've had another good question as well coming from uh, Peter Portelli who says when you're playing against an 80 million pound player do you think what happens if I break him who's going to pay <laughs> no <laughs> that does not cross my mind I'm going <laughs> to that has never once came into my mind it's like he's Lego <laughs> oh no I've broken him I need somebody to put him back together dad <laughs> would you mind <laughs> Pete, brilliant, mate. Well done. Have you, have you ever broken anyone, Pat? No, but I do remember when when I was at MK Dons, on, I was on loan from Chelsea. We played against, on a pre-season game in Ireland, we played against the Guinness factory team. And uh, <laughs> one of them, one of them absolutely what? smashed me, right? And I had to go off injured with my ankle. And he's tweeted me, like, like basically bragging to his mates that he'd smashed a young Chelsea player. I was thinking, flipping heck. <laughs> What an Didn't even send you like a crit of Guinness or something to apologise. No, got nothing out of it. Just a sore ankle. <laughs> Makes a good story though. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Amber Carter's also been in touch. She says, I want to know what kind of music Pat likes to play most on guitar. Is there a go-to song when you pick up to play? Um, I kind of run through like a couple of easy ones to warm up and then it depends what I'm feeling like really. Like what? Yeah, what are the easy ones? Um... Maggie May, Rod Stewart. <gasps> Great uh, song. I don't know how it goes. Can you get your guitar for me? <laughs> ah, it's, it's far. It's upstairs somewhere. Oh, is it in the West Wing? Is it? You're in the East Wing. <laughs> yeah. Let me just call. Let me just call the butler. One second. <laughs> and what else? Once you've warmed up with a bit of Maggie May, what do you go on to next? Um, it depends. It depends. Kind of. I search randomly. If I've been listening to something on Spotify, I might just. I've got this app called. I think it's just called Guitar App or Guitar Tunes. And you basically type in any song and then it gives you the chords for the song. And so I just try oh, and the, uh, play tabs, whatever's there. So. The guitar Tabs yeah, one. Yeah, Guitar yeah, Tabs. That's that's it, yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Can you play the guitar, Matty? I mean, I can make noise with one. I'm not sure if it's quite <laughs> called playing. It's like my football. I can I can move a ball around a pitch. I'm not sure it's called playing. <laughs> I think we're going to have to do that next time, Em. What do you reckon? Yeah, oh, are we going to no. get the LUFC pod band? <laughs> okay, only if Jermaine sings. There we go. Yes. Saw it. Yes. <laughs> Listen, that's what I do. I'm all in. You let me know what you want me to practice and I'll go and, I'll go and get practice uh, in now, uh, guys. Honestly. This I'm is going to be a beautiful thing. Are we going to do episode five? I cannot wait. Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. Thank you for your questions. Keep them coming using the hashtag LUFC pods <laughs> and let us know if you would like to see the boys <laughs> form a band. No, don't. No, don't. <laughs> yes, please let us know. <laughs> I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> We're going to move on now, Patrick, to um, um, to, to your parents and influential sort of figures in your life. Because in previous episodes, you've touched on the role that your parents played in your life. Um, how big a part of you getting to this point have they been? They're probably, I'd say, the main reason, really. I mean, ever since I was younger, I always said, whenever anyone asked me, I wanted to be a professional footballer. But mum and dad said, first things first, you finish your education. So I had to get go all the way to A-levels and they'd support me with football as long as I did that. And um, so basically they stuck to their end of the deal. I stuck to mine and kind of finished A-levels. And yeah, so they were brilliant to be honest. I can't thank, I never really, it's weird. You never really actually say thank you enough to your parents, but obviously owe them a lot. Oh, that's really nice. That's, that's lovely. I hope they listen to yeah, this. I hope, they, then... I hope they listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine don't, so. Um, and what about for you, Jermaine and Matt? How influential were your parents or other figures in your life in getting to where you were? Um, well, my mum's 
just called me to try to sabotage this whole show. Oh, she phoned so. you as well? <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, here we go. Come on. Your mum, Joe, is it 96? <laughs> Don't speak about Linda like that. Steady on. No, no, Linda is a saint. Um, she... Um, they had to. They had to take me everywhere, like because um, you have to be chaperoned when you when you um, acting until you're at least sixteen. So they had to. I started when I was five, so they had to drive me everywhere and be on set the whole day. So my mum had to quit her job when I got in um, in Harry Potter, so she could come down to London and be there like oh, full wow. time, five days a week. Um, and they kept it going because even though it's sixteen, you need a chaperone in America. I think it might even be eighteen or twenty one. So they kept everyone chaperone until we were all like 21. So my mum was there right up until I was 21, just sort of collecting a, a paycheck really, which was fair play to her. She'd done it long enough, so why not? Um, but a bit, a bit like Pat, they were just like, make sure you get your A-levels and then uh, and then we'll support you in whatever you do. So, yeah. I love that. And Jermaine, what about you? Uh, yeah, A-levels uh, didn't quite happen. But do you know what? When I, when I was young, uh, my mum and dad used to come to games all the time and watch me and support me and... Um, then it got to a point where my younger brother, Marcel, was playing as well. So it was kind of like, mum's had enough, freezing cold, December, January time, she's had enough. She doesn't want to be out in the cold. So my dad was looking after my, me um, while he was coaching my younger brother's team. And, you know, we were playing match after match. My team was first, then my brother's team. And then the following day, it would be my brother's team first, then my team. <clears throat> um, but it was a... They, they supported us right the way through from the age of four or five years old when we started kicking the football for the first time all the way up until uh, until I retired, you know. But it was more my dad taking me um, and my mum finding out how the game went and everything. My dad would send her little videos or that end up with the old school VCR cameras and... Yeah, it was it was good fun. It was good fun. How once you once you became professional, both of you, how how um. How critical are your parents? Are they the, 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 are they the, the most critical or are they just the nah, most they can't tell. They can't tell us nothing now, can they? <laughs> we made it. <laughs> hey, do you know what? I think your game was poor today. Hey, dad, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only messing. No, do you know what? For I, I don't know what it's like for Pat. Go on, Pat. Let us know, actually. I still get, um, like, I get, he basically, he's, he's probably my toughest critic, dad. Mum's obviously always supporting she doesn't, she understands football, but she's not as like kind of into it as dad. Um, but he'll let me know. I, you know, when you've played a good game and when you've played a bad game, um, he he makes sure he lets me know where like I could have done better and where I couldn't have. And I, obviously I already know that. So sometimes it's like a little bit rubbing <laughs> salt in the wound, but it, yeah. it's good. It gives you like a reality check. And uh, as Jermaine said, they're there to put their, their arms around you when you need it. But just as importantly, they're also there to kind of give you a jeer up if uh, if you need it as well. And and did your did your parents um, play football or in your case, Matt? Did either of your parents act at all when they were younger? Um, no, no, my parents hate cameras um, completely. It was my my brother um, who who started acting first. Who if anyone he's actually uh, better than Matt. Just for the <laughs> I, yeah, no, he is. Um, if anyone's a keen listener, he actually does the um, the continuity stuff on on BBC. So he was yep. uh, when we when we stuffed West Brom the other week. He introduced Match of the Day and he was like, oh, my beloved uh, Legion United are on next. Um, so he does all that <laughs> stuff. Um, but he, um, he, so he was acting first. I just copied him. My parents hated like cameras or any, any idea of, of being in film and TV. So they, um, they kept repeating. That's one thing I remember is repeatedly saying, are you sure? 
are you sure you want to do this? Because <laughs> they just, they were so uncomfortable around it and still are to this day. Um, but they sort of just accepted that we're doing it now. And my oldest brother ended up following us into it. So he's an editor behind the camera. Um, and all three of us are in the are in the industry now with, with my parents having absolutely nothing to do with it at all. Wow. That's cool, isn't it? And what about you two guys? Did your parents, did either of your parents play at all at any level? My dad used to play football. Um, he had a trial with Crystal Palace uh, a while back. Um, it didn't work out for him. He got injured. Um, started playing non-league football, Sunday league football, semi-pro football. And I saw him, I saw his love and his passion for the game. And, and that's kind of how... It, it got started for me. So um, he was unlucky, but he, like, I, I talk to him all the time. I talk to him every day, every other day. And um, he says things like, um, I'm so glad I got to live my dream through you, you know? And that's, I love hearing things like that. Not through, he's not jealous of it, but he's so proud. Like you could see it in his eyes. And it, like, sometimes I, I like to mess around with him and, and see if I could get him to cry a little bit. It doesn't work. It's not worked yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> no, because it's not worked. I've never seen it. And I know that he. I know that he cares so so much. And I just want to. I want to see. I want to see that that emotion. I want to see it. So what we've learned so far is Jermaine tries to make his dad cry. Lovely. Um, what about you, Patrick? <laughs> I think Dad told me once he was quite good, but um, that was like Saturday League, Sunday League kind of level. Um, the way he sometimes talks about the game, you would think he was really really good. <laughs> but he's, he's, um, I think to be honest since I started playing football and taking it a little bit more seriously um, he kind of gave up or the, the only sport he really played then was golf when he got the chance but he kind of put as Jermaine said put all his kind of effort and everything into ferrying me around um, taking me to games taking me to training so he didn't really have time to play you know, when, you, when you're growing up, lads, there's certain kind of temptations that won't necessarily help you um, to become a footballer. How did your parents approach those kinds of things? <laughs> After you guys. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, my, my parents were always, because by the time I was getting to like 16, 17, obviously still doing my A-levels, the, the rest of my mates and that were starting getting fake IDs and going out in Nottingham all the time. So <laughs> it was it was coming to the point where I was actually, I didn't drink during or tried not to drink during the season. And then when it was the off season, then I could have a drink with my mates. And that was kind of, it, it wasn't something that my parents said I had to do, but it was it was suggested that it was a good idea. And then I've never been that much of a drink or going out during the season. So I think that kind of stuck with me, even though it wasn't an enforced rule. It was just like advice that I kind of kept to. Um, yeah, yeah, same as Pat. <laughs> 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 um, do you know what? Growing up where I grew up uh, on a council estate, Gurnell Grove in West London, you don't have much. And, you know, the things that you do have, you, you make the most of. So as soon as I had the opportunity to have a little bit of fun, I had fun, you know, and... Um, it was understood that, you know, there's no judgment there. And I looked after everybody and, it, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, it's the way I was brought up. You look after those around you um, and, you know, nobody will, will hold any any judgments against you. And and when you were when you were growing up, Jermaine, you've spoken about the different jobs that you had before you became a, became a professional footballer. Did that make you appreciate it more, do you think, when you actually got there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 100% because I had worked in warehouses, I'd worked in restaurants. One of my favourites, I was working at RAC, um, 
I have my own or- bright orange van, a Ford Transit, and um, I got to take it. I, I worked nine hour shifts, 10 hour shifts. And then I went from um, uh, fixing people's windscreens on their cars and fixing their sunroofs and fixing the, the uh, just whatever glass there is on a car straight to training. And I used to turn up to training at Worldstone in my bright orange RAC van with my, my RAC uniform on. The boys would take the mick out of me as soon as I got out of the van. But as soon as I did, you know, when you know what it's like, Pat, as soon as you're on the football pitch, you, it's laser focus time. So, you yeah, know, they take the mick out of me for half an hour. But then after that, mate, I tell you, the big boss is coming out to play. <laughs> <laughs> and for you guys um, growing up and, you know, with your careers heading in the direction they all were going, was there ever any sibling rivalry at all? Um, I had, I've got two sisters, so they were... They were actually quite athletic as well and sporty. They played hockey um, and netball, quite like county kind of level. So it made it even harder for mum and dad because they were juggling taking them around the country to do their things whilst letting me play football and taking me around. So there was never really rivalry, obviously, because we never played the same sports. To be honest, Kira and all of them... They're really supportive and probably really protective of me as well. Are they older or younger? No, they're younger, but it's, oh, it sounds good. strange. But like they, um, I've got a lot to thank my mum and dad for, but those two as well, because they ultimately sacrificed a lot as well. So I hope they're listening to this as well yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it all in there while you can, Patrick. Yeah. Um, but you know, like you mentioned that they're quite protective of you and... Um, that's interesting. You know, if they see any anything written about you or said about you that isn't as positive as they'd like, um, do your siblings or your parents get protective over you? Yeah, I remember one time um, when I was playing at Middlesbrough, I went up to, Kira was at Newcastle Uni and someone, they all live in Jesmond, it's like uni houses all along these three streets. And uh, someone obviously realised that I was her brother and had stuck something on the front door of her house. And as we got back there, she's seen it on the front. It wasn't even like anything bad, but it was just like, it really irritated her. So yeah, she's walked up to the door, ripped it off, and you could just see her like scowling around, seeing who, trying to figure out who'd done it. I thought, oh, God, okay, no. you don't want to mess with her. But yeah, things like that. I thought you, I thought you were going to say she went knocking on their house and went in and had to go at them or yeah. something. If, um, she, if she knew who it was, I wouldn't put it yeah. past her. <laughs> and, and what about you, um, Matt and Jermaine? Do you have any sibling rivalry or are they quite protective over you as, as a family? My, my brother's um, really, really supportive. Um, my parents, I think, without realising it, probably like to let me know how, how successful they are. Like whenever... Um, if, if they've watched something like <laughs> like over Christmas, they watched the show that I was in. They didn't like the show I was in. Let's just say, let's just leave it at that. And they were just, they were just like, oh, I don't know if you're going to be doing another one of them. But <laughs> I was like, thanks. Uh, but they're constantly sort of like, um, with I think it's like, oh, you know, Anthony. Anthony would have done it differently. Anthony. Anthony would. <laughs> I'm not sure Anthony would have done it like that. And it's like no. it's always just like you know comparing to him. Um, but it's but it, the thing is we've never really had that as, a, as as brothers. We've never really had any kind of rivalry whatsoever. We're always really interested in what each other's are doing and supportive, and we all like the same thing. So it's all like we've never had it. But my parents sort of subconsciously always like to remind us that. Well, at least remind me that he's, he's doing that. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and that what about bad. you, Jermaine? Um, no, not really. I, I would love to say yes. I would love to say we clash all the time and constantly saying I'm better than you. No, you're better than I'm better than him, and blah blah blah. But it's not the case, you know. Um, again, we we've always been very supportive of each other. Um, 
myself, my brother Marcel, Travis, my younger brother Marley, uh, my sister Kelly, all the same, just just supportive of each other. Oh, that's sorry. nice. Sorry, like that. terrible, <laughs> terrible story. But you know what? What I get from my parents, which I wonder, I wonder if you've had this. I mean, this is like a counselling session now, isn't it? Um, I don't know if you've had this, but like when we, um, so I don't read reviews. Like I try not to read any like anything in there because even if it's even if you get like ten good ones, the one bad one's going to be the one that, that messes you up. Right? Yeah, that sticks out. So I, I try not to read it. <laughs> they've only done this like a while ago. I don't know if they'd do it now, but they would be like, they'd read it and then they'd bring it to my attention. Like, did you read, did you read that review? That wasn't, they said, they said this about you. I'm like, why are you telling me this? I don't need to, I don't need to know, hear this. You know, I don't need this in my life. I like, oh, I, th- I thought you might've read it. No, I haven't read it, but thank you anyway. Oh, that's great. Cheers, guys. Do you know, it's funny you say that, Matty, because <laughs> you remember, was it a couple episodes ago, you were asking me about reading stuff on Twitter. And I was yeah. saying that I ignore that stuff. <laughs> like literally a week ago, um, I remember my dad ringing me and uh, he was saying, oh, have you, yeah, you're getting a bit of a slating on Twitter. I was like, right. <laughs> and he's like, have you, see, have you seen this? And I was like, dad, I've stopped reading Twitter for a reason. <laughs> and he, he continued to try and like keep telling me. I was like, dad, just shut up, just leave it. I don't want to hear I've it. I've been there. I've been there, mate. I've absolutely been there. He's like, what's, because he didn't really understand it either. So he thinks like people who talk to me on Twitter, like I might know him. So he's like, what's this bloke here saying, saying this about you? I'm like, I don't know who he is. Why are you telling me that? Oh, it's quite, it's cute. I've had something similar, but I had it in the newspapers. So like, it's not just one or two people that are saying, oh, have you seen this? I've got people actually pulling up to, to Four Parts Training Ground or Finch Farm Training Ground. And they're like, have you seen this? And I'm like, mm, I have now. Yeah, cheers. Security guard's like, listen, don't worry about it. I've seen it. It's all fake anyway. You know that part where they say you did this and that? It's not ju- It's not true. I'm like, cheers. Walking in. I was in great spirits before. Now I'm feeling paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, confidence at an all-time low. I, Matty, you know why that was? <laughs> You know where that was? They didn't have Twitter back when Jermaine was playing. <laughs> yeah, it was MySpace. <laughs> oh, cheers, Pat. <laughs> but I think they do it. They have your best intentions at heart, oh, don't they? They're not doing it yeah. to try and put you down. It's just because they want the best for you and they probably are protective of you. Um, but, you know, as you as you grew in your success, all of you, and you started to earn a bit more money, do your parents ever, sort of frown upon anything you buy or if they try to advise you financially on what you should and shouldn't be buying? I, I remember, because um, my, my, my dad's a Yorkshireman, so like I've been brought up to be tight anyway. Like I don't spend much money if I can avoid it. But my parents have never told me anything I kind of caught by. They're not really that fussed about, about what I do with it. Um, I've usually been relatively sensible. But the um, I remember one time I was, I was, I was staying in the hotel um, when I was doing Harry Potter and I must have been about well, for the sake of this story, let's say I was 18. <laughs> and I was, my mum my was in the bar and um, the, lead, the lead squad at the time was staying there. Um, and it was, now I think of the squad that it was, I definitely wasn't 18, but let's just say I was. Um, and Kevin, Kevin Blackwell was obviously in charge at the time. Yeah, you, and, there's no way you were 18. Uh, no. Um, and my... Um, my mum was obviously looking after me. So she was in the bar and it was at the weekend and she was letting off some steam with some friends of hers who were also chaperones. So it was two or three of them in the bar. And um, and Kevin Blackwell came in um, that night with, I think, the assistant manager and they were chatting through the game the next day. Sam Ellis. Yes, it would have been, eh? Yeah. And um, I went to the bar to get a bottle of champagne for my for my mum 
and uh, and our friends. And, was it um, for your mum and their friends? Yeah, are you sure? No, it definitely was. <laughs> I don't think it was, mate. Well, well that was it. Because Blackwell took me aside because I'd met them all that day and he'd been really nice and been, I'd, I'd met the whole squad and that. And he took me aside and says, you don't need to be buying champagne. You don't You don't need to be wasting your money like this. You know, what's it What's it for? I just like, I just for them over there. And he was like, for them? No, don't be, don't be buying other people's champagne. I think he thought I was trying to find like a cougar or something. I was like, no, it's, it's, it's my mum. It's all their friends. And he was like, oh, right, okay. Well, that's all right then. But you know, just in future, you don't have to be buying champagne oh, for yes. everyone. And I was like, it was, a, but you know what? Like, even though it was like completely not any use to me whatsoever at that time. I've always thought about it. I mean, like as a manager, they must be like, we're young kids. They must have to try and stop them from buying champagne for old ladies. I don't know. But. You don't need a cougar in your life. <laughs> Get somebody your own age. <laughs> so, you know, thanks to Kevin Blackwell. I've never, true. I've never, um, I've never taken champagne over to the elderly before. My mum's not old. But that, there you go. That, that has tickled me. That is really tight. I hope, I, hope, oh. I hope Blackwell listens to it. I hope he remembers it. <laughs> It's amazing. Let's reach out to him. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Patrick, have you ever spent a, a, a lot of money and been advised by your parents that you shouldn't be doing or, it? Or, you, or your coach or manager yeah. or whoever. <laughs> or, Ke or Kevin Blackwell specifically. Yeah. Does, he go, does he go around everywhere and tell yeah. everyone? Um, no, kind of, kind of like Matty said, for some reason I'm, I'm quite tight. Um, I, I've just always been that way. So from going out in Nottingham with my mates on like having a night out for 20 quid to then when I went out on my first night out in London, honestly, when I saw the bill, I could have cried. And it was at that point that I realised like, I don't fancy doing that too often. So <laughs> I kind of learned that the hard way just from doing it myself. Uh, I had I had a moment like that as well. Oh my word. So oh, when I horrible, first signed for Everton, honestly, when I first signed for Everton, I we were in Australia on a pre-season tour and it was incredible. Uh, Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney, Phenomenal place, absolutely phenomenal. And we ended up going to um, a, a massive restaurant with Tim Cahill, um, Sylvan Distan, Louis Saha, uh, Fellaini. And we we just sat down. There were, there were 12 of us, maybe, maybe 13 at a push. And I'm I'm the newbie. I'm the new guy. So I'm just sitting there. I'm I'm very cautious. I'm I'm sitting back, relaxing. I'm not getting involved too much in all the discussions, etc. So I'm just minding my own business, having a laugh and a joke every now and then. And then um, they said, "All right, everybody, credit cards in for the bill." Obviously, you know this game, Matty. The last card to get pulled out has to pay the bill. So I'm 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 sitting there. I'm thinking, all right, law of averages. There's 13 people here. I, I've got a one in 13 chance of it being mine. It's not going to be mine. Yeah, sure, no worries. Threw my card in the in the the, the bowl. So I'm sitting there. I'm I'm sitting sitting back, minding my business. I've got a, a Halifax card, one I've had since I was 13. You know, I was very very proud of that card. I'm seeing black cards coming out left, right, and centre. Ones come out, twos come out, threes come out, and I'm looking. I'm thinking, yeah, that's that's not the purple card. That's my one. You know, I'm thinking, what's going on here? I'm, I'm looking at the lady pulling the cards out. I'm thinking, do me a favour, love, pull the purple one next year. <laughs> Didn't pay me any attention. Carried on going. Black card, black card, black card. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there's four of us left, and this bill is like four and a half grand. And I'm thinking, this this is not good. <gasps> Yes, four and a half. I'm, I'm thinking this is not good. Mine was the last one out. Devil. Just <laughs> things. Do you know what hurt even more? Didn't have four and a half grand. 
So you had to ask some, one of the other lads. <laughs> Went into overdraft. <laughs> oh, mate. Very, very oh. quick lesson. Learn who you go out with. Oh. <laughs> I've had a few of them, mate. I've had a few of them. Do you know what, do you know what it is with that? And I think you might know this, right? Is that... When when you're in a profession like football or acting or whatever, where there is a lot of people getting paid a lot of money, the people who get paid loads, they just kind of naturally assume that everyone's on the same wage as them. They think everyone's got the same amount of money as them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've I've uh, I've it's ended up on the wrong side of that a few times. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, mean. Right. Well, we'll all be coming out with you then when we're all out, won't we? Bring that purple card. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look ahead to the weekend then because it's back to Premier League action. So, Pat, how are you and the boys feeling uh, ahead of the game against Brighton? Yeah, good. I think um, yeah, there's, it's been a bit bitty. Well, bitty. It's been a bit like broken training at the minute because um, obviously from the FA Cup game, some people played, some people didn't. So they've been, we've not had a full squad training yet this week, but um, tomorrow everyone will be back together for Murder Ball. Oh, so, uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to bring us all together. But <laughs> generally, generally the, the spirits are high. I mean, we try not to talk about what just happened. Um, yeah, 3 0 to Spurs. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> 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 yeah, apart from that, everyone's really happy. Yeah. <laughs> Jermaine and Matt, uh, can I get your thoughts ahead of the game? Well, it's no, it's a, it's a, it's a huge game. And um, I think it's a big game for. For several reasons, it's big game in terms of league position. You know, we've beaten almost everybody um, down in that that part of the table, and to beat Brighton would really um, consolidate our position in the in the top of top of the bottom. Um, and um, I think it's it's potentially a tricky one um, because of the way that they're naturally going to play. I mean, every time we come up against you know like a like a Chef United or or Newcastle, it's always tricky to to break them down and. And obviously we've got Ben White as well, which is going to be interesting to see him. But I think it's it's really interesting from um, the fans' perspective as well. I don't know if, if you guys, I mean, Bex probably did. I don't know if you follow much of this, Pat, but like in, in the off-season with the whole Ben White stuff, like there was a lot of stuff going back and forth with Leeds and Brighton fans. And it happened a bit with the Villa fans as well. Usually teams that are, are our rivals, but there was, a, there was a bit of stuff going on um, pre-season. So I think that the Brighton game is big um, for league and for the fans, you know, we can't come off the back of three uh, 0 against Spurs and not <laughs> and, and not give the fans something um, to uh, enjoy this weekend. So I think it is. I think it is important. And without KP, it's going to be especially difficult as well. Which actually, I want to ask about this. The non. How ridiculous is it that you can get a red card and get to miss a cup game, but you get a fifth yellow and you have to miss a league game? What's what's that about? Yeah, I'm not sure about the ruling. There's a, there's a few rules that. Questionable. I find that very <laughs> bizarre. I, mean, yeah. Yeah. I thought that KP would have been able to miss the, the FA Cup game and be able to play for Brighton, but um, but allegedly not. So so yeah, that's going to be tricky. I mean, what what how how's that going to set up without him, Pat? Um, I think it'll pretty much be it all the way we play. All depends on um, the opposition, kind of, doesn't it? So it depends whether we play a three at the back or a, a four at the back. Um, you've got Pascal who can play that deep line midfield role. If we do play a holding mid, or then as like you saw at Villa, Clicky played that holding role as well. So it just depends on, I guess, what, how the gaffer sees the game going. You like us as players, <laughs> we don't, we can't guess the team or how we're going to set up until like the, we do it through training. So 
I imagine it's more difficult for the fans. Yeah, I think I, I would I would prefer to have Clicky in his natural position, a little bit more advanced, and and possibly have Pascal in that holding KP role. That for me yeah. suits the the style that we play a little bit better. It feels more balanced when it's like that. That aside. I'm still waiting on a hat trick, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. No pressure. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a while, mate. It's been a while. <laughs> hey, it's coming. I don't know when, but it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, good. There's only a certain amount of episodes we can do, Patrick. So if it could come soon. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a while to the next game, so I might have to double down this weekend. Do you, actually, what do you think about that, Pat? Like, when, when you get, would you rather keep playing? Or have time off. Yeah. Obviously, you get a rest, but the mentality, like that, you want to keep going when you win it. I think one of the main differences this year compared to last year, a lot of the lads have been saying it, is that the games are so far apart. Like in the mm. championship, it's game two days later, game two days later, yeah. game. Whereas now, you're waiting seven eight days normally between a game. So yeah, probably playing back to back. I I prefer it because obviously everyone wants to play matches rather than training. But then sometimes you do need that break. Like I say, after the after the Christmas period, I think that the couple of days that we got off, I think it was after the Spurs game. Um, I think that we needed that just kind of collect, recollect yourselves, and just have a little bit of a break. But as you said, we managed to some, somehow churn out the physical performance, even when we played back to back, and uh, yeah. it's not a bad thing. I, I I prefer playing playing the games close together and get a little bit of momentum going. Do you have do you have a bit of say sometimes when you can be like, look, Gaffer, I'm just I'm 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 ruined. I need a week off, or or do they come to you with your, your GPS stuff and say you 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 need time off? <laughs> He's shaking his head. <laughs> you wouldn't dare, uh, would you? If I t- if I went to Marcelo and said, Gaffer, I could really do with a break. Like, say it wasn't a pandemic, and we're like, look, I could do with um, a break to Dubai for a week because my legs are shattered. Honestly, I think you might. Knock me down there and then, <laughs> because it's all he he thinks that we're so physically in tune and the way that he has his training that we should be able to we'll adapt to it and we should be able to do it and really there's no reason why we shouldn't sometimes like mentally you kind of feel a little bit fatigued and stuff and that kind of gets to you but. I think we can all kind of soldier on through it without demanding for a break. I was trying to think, when I was saying that, I was trying to think of the guy, you know, in that Michael Jordan documentary, who's the loose cannon who just disappears to Vegas for a bit? Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, <laughs> they're doing one of them, I was thinking. Imagine you doing that do under Marcelo. Go <laughs> <laughs> chasing after you with a grenade. <laughs> Patrick, the very best of luck with the Brighton game. We look forward to seeing your hat-trick. Thank you you so much for joining (laughs) us once again for episode four of the official Leeds United podcast. And thank you for all your questions using the hashtag LUFCpod. Please do keep them coming in. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe, everything that you do with podcasts. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, We'll be back next week for episode five where Patrick and Matt will have the guitars and Jermaine will be singing. Cheers, guys. Well, hang on. What are you do? What are you doing? Yeah. What What are you playing in that? I'll be back up dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi and Shirley. <laughs>